<laughs> oh my oh, god. Oh, that was so this good. This is a Saturday. <laughs> welcome to Saturday. Hey there everyone. Uh welcome to the late hour. My name is Shane. And I would be uh Dave. So you couldn't see it, but I pointed at the webcam that hopefully Dave would like jump in immediately. But Dave does not do that. He is not a jumper inner. Um, so Dave, the holidays have happened. We've actually had yep. some time away, uh, time apart. We didn't hold hands for like weeks. How's it going? How was your How was your holiday? How did you, it was did terrible. You, I missed it was you. Awful? <laughs> I sat there with my family wrapped in their love going, where is Shane? I'm sure that's totally what was happening. <laughs> uh, it was the good, though? Good. Too short, as always. No, of course. The well, here's the thing. You have this entire, like, well, if you, if you work in uh, retail, you probably start your build-up to Christmas in, like, October. Uh, and then, of course... Uh, for real normal people uh you start thinking about it around december 1st like oh it's december oh santa's coming right on so then you have like you know three days three days three days three weeks of like this insanity uh because you'll in your in everyone's family in everyone's family a crazy person is born um <laughs> and they will defeat the powers of darkness no uh you have those you know those family members that are they're they're nice they're cool people but you know christmas comes and they just go berserk because their expectations kind of just explode and you know mm. what they think christmas should be about is what everyone should be about and it's like no i don't think so shut up you're gonna be <laughs> loving everyone i don't want to <laughs> love everyone look you know your christmas is the thing you should love you know you're going to eat this green jello with marshmallows in it. Oh, God. Thingy. I, You're going to love it. Years ago, yeah. I dated a girl who really loved making ambrosia, and I never had the heart to tell her that I thought it was like pig snot. Um, I, just, I just hated it. I'm like, mmm, so yummy. Uh, yeah, oh. they, they, it was a thing. And I'm like, that's your thing, not my thing. You know, but, you know though, what what gets me kind of trim tabbing here a little bit um, is that <laughs> you'll understand why we... soon. <laughs> the fact that it's supposed to be the chillinest time of the year. Well, ex this is my point. Uh, you you have that family member that just goes berserk and uh you know basically wants everyone to feel about christmas the way they feel about it and i think that over the last i don't know i i'm no expert but i would say over the last like i don't know 25 years 20 years 15 years uh it's gotten worse because those people have become a movement you know we've got people that are you know that are so in love with Christmas that they basically have depression enter their lives on like Boxing Day. You know, the 26 hits, that's like, that's it? <laughs> Christmas was yesterday and now my life is hollow and meaningless and I should just Well, and die. that's that might be part of it actually. It might, oh, it there, might... I, I was reading a little while back, like a couple of years ago, there was a, a thing in the in the Globe and Mail about uh, post, they were they were trying to compare postpartum depression to post holiday depression, uh, where you have all of this, you know, this event happens and then suddenly you slide into this depression and and life mm. becomes horrible, which quite honestly, um, I think happens for more and more people every year. I think it's, I like this year was very strange for us because we stayed here in Vancouver and we didn't go anywhere. Um, so it was a little weird. I, I, cause we don't, as we've always been saying, we don't have traditions in this city. We don't have anything that we do. Right. So, cause we're always elsewhere. And, um, so it was a bit, it was actually kind of a somewhat of an, a small adventure of trying to figure out what the hell to do with ourselves because right. we're normally not working. We're normally off. We're off doing other stuff. And then. You know, so you're sitting around going, trees are pretty. 
your dog's cuddly. Birds are chirping. Yeah, right. <laughs> the hell do we do now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we had to we had to invent stuff. We had to come up with like we had like Christmas Eve day. Uh, one of our neighbors uh, said, "Hey, I'm gonna throw a brunch. So come on over and we'll have you know oh, bacon and stuff." So that was good. You know, I'm then, always I'm always brunchy. Yeah, you know, brunchy, brunchy is always good. So, I I guess I guess what I'm saying is that the Christmas adventure, as it is these days, is the antithesis of this section of this chapter. Mm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Definitely. What did you? What did? Okay, so the chapter we're talking about today is called "It's Down There Somewhere." Let me take another look. And it's a reference to the scene in the Big Lebowski where uh, the dude is having his head dunked in his toilet. And the villain of the scene is asking for money. And if you, I don't want to spoil the movie, but essentially the villain in the scene is looking for money uh, because he's been tasked to find it. And then... Uh, he dunks the dude's head in his toilet. The dude uh, is uh, all wet and he's, he's already had his face in the toilet. And the guy says, where's the money? And then he says, uh, you know, it, it's down there somewhere. Let me take another look. And then he jams the guy's head into the toilet or jams the dude's head back into the toilet. So to me, it's... It, like we were talking about before about Bernie, where Bernie uh, had a clown nose in his pocket all the time. And when he felt that he was getting too serious or the situation, you know, other people might have been getting a little too serious, uh, he would take the nose out and put it on. And this chapter to me is kind of uh, what that's about. Um. But what what do you what did you think? What did you think of this this chapter here before I talk a lot? Hmm. Well And don't uh, don't use what I think. Just, what do you think, Dave? I want you to use your own mind. <laughs> that that's a tall order, man. Use that's your a really own tall mind. order. Think for yourself, Dave. You know, it's funny you say that because um I'm almost embarrassed to admit this, but I've gotten into Rick and Morty. I've been making my way through it. <clears throat> and last night, Rick I... actually spouts that line or a version of it at uh, the two grandkids. <laughs> yes. Think for yourselves, don't be sheep. Um, tell me what you think about this chapter first, and then I'll tell you my two Rick and Morty moments. Okay. Um, I guess for me, uh, boats is the theme of this chapter in a way. Uh, one of the big ones is um, trim tabs on large boats, like big freighters and stuff. Um, cruise ships, I'm sure, have that too. Um and we'll get into details about that whole thingy because there's a little little bit more to it. But um, that was one of the themes. And the other was um, the idea of getting somewhere and uh, the boat as a metaphor. Um, near the top of the chapter, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, Jeff and, and Bernie are talking about um, practices. Bernie leads off and he says, I want to give you a practice. And uh, it's basically laugh at yourself in the mirror mm -hmm. every morning. And I think that's probably a good practice for a lot of us <laughs> because, oh my God, <laughs> I know that I can take myself too seriously a lot so that's a good one and not not just myself but life you know so i think that's a reasonable 
uh, a practice to consider doing anybody out there listening and they're like, yeah, um, I could stand to take myself and my life a, a little less seriously. Um, but so the, uh, and Jeff then comes back at Bernie and he says, give me a definition of practice. Um, I guess he's looking for something a little, you know, broad um, right. that can be applied uh, in in many more cases. And uh, Bernie, in true Zen fashion, says, uh, row, row, row your boat is practice. Yeah. And then they get into a discussion about uh, what, what does it mean to row your boat? Um, what is your... What is your boat? Why are you rowing your boat? And all this kind of really cool stuff starts to shake out. Um, so I, I would say um, those are two of the big ones. And one more is um, happiness. Uh, what, you know, what it's about, how do we, how do we get it? Um, because, uh, I think for Americans and in, in specific, very definitely, and I think us as Canadians, uh, just because, you know, we get infected um, because, hey, you live next door. Um, they uh, have basically reified the idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, it's in there bill of rights or constitution whatever the hell they call it their uh declaration i guess whatever i don't know um but it's you know the right to pursuit of liberty and happiness and lucky charms whatever um so uh and they they kind of they talk about well what you know what what is it about to be happy how do we get there and um how uh how is it truly something that we can attain and that meshes with the idea of row 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 your boat and how um you know for for many people rowing the boat is about happiness and and that next shore uh you know that thing that i think is going to make me happy and invariably, we realize that, yeah, we get it and immediately we're miserable again. Or we get, you know, we get a few uh, a few days maybe out of the uh, thing we purchased. Um, or, uh, you know, the, the person that we snagged. Um, and that's not to say that... Um, I mean, the people angled this a little more. Yeah. Well, it's very, very different because that's all about our expectations. And um, I want to say it's more complicated. Um, so you're saying to use that word. I mean, that's and this is what I mean by the whole uh, clown nose thing about being taken seriously or or taking things too seriously and stuff like that, which is. Um, the nautical theme of the, of this chapter is really uh, summarized at the end with the whole, as you were saying, of the trim tab stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's the this whole idea, as you were saying, about getting to the next shore, that other shore, as it's called, um, is going to be the thing that makes you happy. So when we get to Christmas time. Uh, people think that December twenty fifth is the goal to where everyone is is pleased and happy, and the realization that this practice that you were talking about um, is all about little changes, mm-hmm. being able to, you know, redirect uh energy essentially and this is sort of what i think about it uh into into different in different directions different ways um 
where uh, the I mean, right after the the section where you're talking about uh, where they're talking there, you were you you wrote this, Dave? Did you write this? Um, I did. Where, I oh wrote well, this. right on. Um, they're talking about the Wizard of Oz, where oh yeah, uh, the whole idea about the way to get back to where you started, where you go off seeking something and you're looking for and finding something and then you actually realize as Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz says oh well I was off looking for something but it was here all along in my own backyard you know that kind of thing yeah. and I think that I think it's it's a necessary journey that people have to go on to a certain degree uh unless they're incredibly lucky and wake up one day going, yep, good. You know, like everything's, everything's here. Perfect. All right, cool. Right on. Thanks everyone. Let's all do this next week. <laughs> you know, um, coming out. It's but uh, yeah, it's just that, it's that interesting, interesting, <laughs> that interesting thing that can happen where uh, like there's a, 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 a this is something can, somewhat related but i on youtube uh every few weeks i li i watch a couple episodes of this uh person who lives in their car and he drives all over the states he's always driving he's like oh i'm in minnesota today or then he drives to you know some other place but they'll all he always goes home to where his parents live at the holiday time that kind of stuff so over the holidays, I watched, I think I binged about five episodes in a row or so. So yeah. I was, I watched, you know, the journey from, uh, he was in Montana and his parents live in Florida, I think. So just, he basically said, you know, oh, I, I've got to get to home because, you know, it, it's the holidays and blah, blah, blah. So uh, part of this whole series is he sleeps in his car, he's, talking about how is you know this adventure is in the car and blah 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 how to sleep in a car safely and and you know everything else that somebody sleeping in their vehicle all the time is is talking about mm. so um but somebody in the comments actually i don't know I, this is i don't know if this comment i read it over the holidays or read it many eons ago but essentially um said that you know the the one thing that he finds interesting about this particular channel on YouTube and a couple others, there's a bunch of these kinds of channels on, on uh, YouTube, that <clears throat> it's actually a mental illness where um, they get locked into this mode of they're always having to move. They're always going mm -hmm. somewhere mm -hmm. because... And I and here's the thing is that the person that runs this channel never really talks about why they're doing this. They just are. And I kind of was like, yeah, I it's most I kind of assumed there was something mental going on here where this person is always driving and doesn't seem to really uh, not be driving around the you know states. Um, and then uh over the holidays there's a couple uh a a, a dude and a, and a woman who's i can't i see i watch them so infrequently i can't even remember who they are but i eventually i will see their videos and they'll sort of feed it once in a while and they are actually canadians driving around the u.s and their holiday thing was they came back to manitoba or wherever the hell they're from and um but it, it's interesting that this chapter has reminded me about this whole idea that these people, mental illness or not, uh, decided that they wanted to make changes in their life. And um, they decided that they had to find something, that they had to go find it. And to me this chapter talks about the whole idea that finding something is never the solution. Like you're not actually, where are you going? Like you, you sure you can go and have an adventure and seek out new experiences. But if you're doing that because you think you're going to be happier, that's where the danger comes in. 
because happiness is not out there it's in here and you know you have to be happy with yourself blah 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 and it, it just struck me as interesting over the holidays about why these individuals were doing these uh adventures they were traveling around but not really going anywhere you know they weren't doing i mean they were doing a few things here and there but really you know the majority of their content is hi i'm in my car again surprise and i you know peed in this restroom and i'm eating at denny's and we're driving to this town now yeah exactly and, and it's and there's definitely and there's probably other people doing this very similar thing that might be you know oh we went fucking skydiving and we set you know houses on fire that we're going to be demoed and and you know you know we suddenly got piercings out of our toenails you know or something you know they're doing something where i realized that these 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 this couple and this other dude are driving around basically doing nothing you know that's it's at least from you know the us viewers looking in but you know it was just interesting that to me it sort of makes more sense because you know they are seeking something uh, that they will never find. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, that just popped into my mind. I'm sorry, Dave, but, uh, it is something that I find somewhat, uh, enlightening, uh, about those situations where, mm. uh, enlightenment of course is nowhere except within. And, uh, all you have to do is make little changes in your, changes in your life to find it if that to establish it what would you find or establish it what would that be mm. when you think of enlightenment is it something you find or something you actually create neither it's just there isn't it dave mm -hmm. <sighs> you were supposed to be all <laughs> dramatic there be like well yes of course but you don't find it you don't build it it's already there the whole time you have Damn. to muscle it you gotta take out the freaking shovels and pickaxes and dig Damn you dorothy from the wizard of oz you are a zen master well i mean okay this <laughs> okay. is the thing it's not we have Hollywood ideas about life. Okay. Of which course. Is, which is contorted faces, um, rage, and shit blowing up. Sorry, this is, did, this you is... Say, did you say witches as in, you know, ha, 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 you know, no, that? It, which oh. is. A witch That's... is. Okay, sorry. That was the first thing I heard was, <laughs> okay, so we have a Hollywood understanding of how life is, and it's all about witches. witches. And I'm like, what the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, Dave. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah>. I... <laughs> Let me clean out my eardrums. Uh, all right. Sorry. Which is stuff blowing up. Okay. Yes. Yes. Right. You think about the majority of the stuff that is on our screens, and it's very dramatic, and shit's blowing up every 30 seconds or somebody is getting shot. If there's nothing blowing up, somebody's getting shot. So kind of a uh, weird TV show. Do you watch? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joe, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joe, <I> duck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I am completely exaggerating. For every effect. 30 seconds, something <laughs> happens to change the story. You have, you have to admit, though, that there is a lot of that kind of big in your face, you know, very... Oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's Hollywood. That's, it's, that, it's is, that is heightened Hollywood. reality but... of a heightened reality. Exactly, right? And that's my point, is, it, again, I can't say anything for the rest of the world outside of North America, um, actually Canada and the States, uh, because they live differently i'm sure and they don't have the inundation that we get of hollywood because hey uh france for example has its own hollywood india has its own hollywood you know all these yeah. different countries have their own ways of doing media uh, movies yeah movies tv all that kind of good stuff 
so um i'm pretty sure that this hollywood mentality is uh maybe bleeding out to the rest of the world now of course you know american influence but yeah um really the the strongest influence will be in the states and in canada yeah and so uh when we think of achieving or getting it's like i i can't even really put this into proper words because it this is so completely antithetical to the idea of enlightenment you know enlightenment is not about getting anything enlightenment is not about going anywhere you said this yourself enlightenment is not about going anywhere it's um it's about dropping it's about letting go yeah it's about stillness and all of this is completely other than the hollywood mentality which is again it's about um it's about the grunt and by that i mean it's this idea that um to get and to achieve um it's got to be huge it's got to be loud and it's got to take years of blood sweat and toil where your face is just totally contorted into this grimace of i'm gonna freaking do this you know <clears throat> Just the thing. I don't. Apocalypse Now popped into mm. my mind for some yeah, reason. Yeah. Like, ah, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. <laughs> it smells like victory. Yes, of course. We have to be, have victory. And then you turn around and they're bombing some poor village somewhere. And it's like, oh, And okay, so I think, though, um, I would hope that really the uh the idea of going on a journey um it's not necessarily bad in itself and i think for a lot of people we have to go through that to come to the understanding or the the wisdom uh you might say that it was it uh enlightenment happiness contentment was there but we needed the experience of the journey in order to come to that i don't know how much sense that makes but um that's pretty much what it is you know like yes we can we can say until we're blue in the face happiness is within um a popular uh, self-helper type phrase is uh, happiness is an inside job. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's okay. a little unfortunate, the phrase, but it's got truth, you know. It's an inside um, job, Dave. We, I mean, we, we've been over this the last half an hour. Like, it's, you're not going to find it by, you know, uh, going places by having certain people, by having the um, the Ferrari, by having the gold-plated faucets. Um, and we actually know this even kind of scientifically, if you want to put it that way, because there's um, been studies that people have done psychological or sociological not sure entirely but um i could be wrong on the exact number but there is a number that people have put on the amount of cash flow um this might be a little old number which is why it might be a little uh, off but the number that i always remember is um it's about 300k where uh, you get these diminishing returns, if you want to call it that. So you get to 300K in terms of income, and life is sweet. More than that, and 
Yeah, it might add a little bit, but too much more than that adds nothing. In fact, it can even start detracting from your life. And I guess that's always struck me. Like it's kind of getting through our heads that we don't need $5 million. What we need is decent food, clothing appropriate to, you know, where we live and the roof over our heads, decent roof over our heads. And none of that really takes a lot of blood and sweat, but we've developed this idea that more is better. And so we are always struggling to get to the 5 million or if we're not struggling in our minds, we have this picture. I got to have the 5 million or I can't be happy. Well, and that belief precludes you being any kind of happy because suddenly you're like, I got to have that 5 million. And if you really hold that belief strongly, then you're basically screwing yourself out of decent days, a decent life. Cause you really need that 5 million. Really? <laughs> yeah. So I, I've been, uh, ranting hey i agree i agree with everything you're saying because you're you know smart and shit um and i'm not saying that i am immune to this kind of thinking either because wow no Um, people i everyone wants some level of security in the world they oh, want well, to that, have some but sort that's, of that's the difference right the, and, the idea of the security versus the more than i truly need exactly but the problem is that people as you said more is better more yeah. is somehow more secure yeah. and i mean the thing i find very interesting about this whole idea of security just to rant about this for a moment is ask people who have been in an earthquake where their entire neighborhood was destroyed um or ask somebody who lived on a shoreline after a tsunami came and decimated their town um security doesn't exist it never has it never never will um you know, it, there's always going to be some reality that comes along and says, ha, 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 suck it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, then you'll realize, I mean, people losing their homes and things like that in, in forest fires in the last you know, few years, right? We've seen it over and over again. Mm. So. Yeah, you know, California's been you know, They lost everything. Again. Well, yeah, they did. And you know what? They didn't die and they won't die tomorrow. So, you know, eventually... I mean, it's definitely a time for a red nose moment, you know, Mm. stick it on your face and be like, yeah, well, you know, the universe came along and said, fuck you. And then, you know, you got to go, okay, (laughs) move on. Yeah. Um, What uh, I want to bring this back to just for a moment, because I'm interested, uh, the Rick and Morty stuff. You said you've been really getting into it lately. Uh, What what is that? Explain this. (laughs) <laughs> now, for, for those of you who have never watched Rick and Morty, uh, Rick and Morty was created by two guys. Uh, one guy originally drew it as a joke, I think, uh, whose name escapes me at the moment, and uh, met up with uh, Dan Harmon, who is a guy who created a show called Community, and he's done a bunch of other stuff. But um, if you have not seen it, it is very much a... Uh, I don't know. I I would call it a philosophical show, but I don't know. That's I'm not I'm not describing it properly. But there um, is philosophy in there for sure. But definitely check it out if you haven't. Um, so what is it? Why are you getting into uh Rick and Morty? 
I I don't even know, honestly. Uh, I guess part of it is I've been playing the uh, Rick and Morty version of Munchkin. There's a, a Rick bit. and Morty Munchkin? There is, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay, the show's funny. over. I'm going to the store. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite funny, actually. Um, and, and this was me before I even watched Rick and Morty. So it's been a little interesting for me to finally watch the show and recognize the characters that they have pulled and used in the game. And uh, so when I play it next, um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, is, is it going to make even more sense to me, like the jokes and stuff like that? Because obviously, you know, they're in jokes and you're not going to necessarily get everything if you haven't watched the show. I, I still found them funny, mind you. Uh, having not seen the show but um i don't know it it is i was gonna say it's fairly nihilistic but it's i wouldn't say it's totally i mean i guess there's a little bit of that in there but um and and i thought i had the impression that it was largely kind of mm, Inhuman, I guess, what is the word I would use. Well, um, you know, fairly fairly nihilistic and also uh, very cynical, you know. Um, and there is elements of both of those in the show. There really is. Um, but having said that, there is still some humanity to the show and there is still some moments that are like yeah okay that's a that's a pretty cool message um and it, i guess part of it that gets me is just the utter weirdness how, how <laughs> like, far are you into it uh i just started season two okay yeah um yeah. So no I want to tell please. you my story but I don't I don't think I don't think it happens until season three. Oh, uh, well, we'll, we'll have to put a pin in it as the kids say yeah um, and come let back me just to I'm just gonna check really quickly here the episode <laughs> list what episode are you on um do to do, do I think uh episode two is up next. Okay, so yeah, just bear just bear with me for a moment, Dave. Entertain the folks. Um, <laughs> uh, damn it! It is in season three. Shit. Oh, okay. Oh, that's so sad. I I can't tell you my story well, without really. Uh, oh no! Wait! 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 wait well, wait, wait, wait. we'll come back to it. Hang on, hang on, hang on. It might be season two. Uh, Even if it's two, we can't do it. I haven't gotten very far. Damn it! Ah, oh, God, what? You have to binge this show for next time. Um, <laughs> so let me tell you my story then, very quickly. Um, because it happened at Christmas time, which is why I'm interested. So, uh, in Back in, in uh wasn't last year, it was the year before mm. uh, when I was, because I was watching it uh, on on this, you can't see this listening folks, but on this very tablet here, mm. uh, I was, um, it was like, I don't know, the 23rd or something of December, and it could actually, maybe it was Boxing Day, whatever it was. Anyway, everyone was very low key. It was uh, early in the morning. And I started watching Rick and Morty just out of the blue. I thought, hey, wait a second. Rick and Morty's free on YouTube for the holidays, so I'll I'll check it out. And this was like uh I think okay. season three had just come out. And so I ended up over like two days watching all of them. Oh wow. Because that is bitch. <laughs> it was well, it's the holidays. What else am I going to do? And you're in Saskatchewan at the time. So, you know, it's like minus okay. 500. You know, it's absolute zero outside. Um, Kelvin. Kelvin. 
<laughs> and uh, <laughs> wait a minute, let me think. One, two, yeah. So it was, yeah. And I didn't want to go tobogganing ever again. So <laughs> I'm just going for, to explain for the for, listeners, for the folks who are yeah, listening. Uh, broke Shane, my, uh, I believe it was three years ago. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I broke my foot in 2012. And, oh, okay. Uh, so, wow. Time does fly, doesn't so, it? This, yeah, I, I, had... I completely remember talking to you. You were laying on the couch in the living <laughs> yeah. room. I have a photograph yeah. of that, actually. Yeah. I, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, this was Christmas Day. I think we were chatting. And, yeah, because uh... I called you and, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey, Dave, how's it going? Yeah, I broke my foot. <laughs> um, so uh, what was I talking about? All oh, right. So anyway, so I uh, binged it, a, you know, a couple of years ago up until the end of season three, and it was, or no, maybe it was only the first two seasons. No, it was the first two. And the, you, you ever have those moments where you're watching something for the entertainment and then your brain implodes? where you go oh my god i've thought of that before and oh my god you know you have that moment where your brain expands yeah um there's definitely there's two moments in the first and the and the the second season where i actually was like oh right you know that kind of realization yeah and uh, that's what that show does for me. Um, mm. And there's a great speech, which I think is in season three, um, where, and this is only a minor spoiler. I won't tell you why he says this, right. but um, he's trying to tell his daughter that, uh, who's you know always throughout the entire show has always kind of been questioning where she is in life and la da da da. So sorry, back up just a little bit. He being oh sorry, Rick, 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 uh, and his daughter Summer, and uh, he's talking to her about uh, a solution for the issue that she's having, um, which I won't tell you what the solution he came up with, but essentially all he really says is just that you know that the universe is a uh, a beast that just tries to to you know digest you and eventually will spit you out or crap you out or whatever the, yeah, the phrase you've, was you've mentioned this before actually have i okay so, good yeah. so yeah. so yeah and it's actually that and um damn it oh i want to there's an episode in i think season 2 uh, anyway, not important. Um, where uh, stuff happens and you kind of go, what is the fucking point anymore? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's really weird. And um, I'm just going to be quiet because it's such a good episode and I and it really brings a lot of... Um, of of cool stuff that just that kind of that it's it's a fun way of talking about really complex things and it is um i'm actually there's one episode that i you've probably seen because it's in the first season i think uh and i think it was the first time i kind of i it was the first time i realized the show was really more than it seemed and that's the one where, spoilers, the characters uh, basically screw up their reality and they leave. It's like, nothing we can do, can't fix it, we're out. So they find a reality where they have died and replace themselves. And there's a yeah. great comment in the at the end of... I'm, I'm not sure if it was in that episode, but... Uh, the comment is um the, the 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 you know out there in the backyard i buried myself i've died season that's and, sorry 
That is later in the season. Yeah. After after it happens, it's Morty yeah. talking. Yeah. And Morty says to his sister that you know I'm I'm dead. Uh, I've come from another dimension. Um, can we go watch TV? And it's just that moment, little little pieces like that in a in a cartoon that people could easily dismiss as being like ah, it's just a cartoon. But it's moments like that where you realize that there is a humanity to it. And it's very much interested in exploring how we're all insane. Um, and we have discovered through mathematics and science that there's a hell of a lot more going on than we know. And we can see it in the math, but we haven't quite got to the point of seeing it in a, you know, like I can't jump into another dimension, uh, which would be cool um and scary as shit but yes. you know just and possibly impossible given you know, oh oh well you never know and ask ourselves that in 500 years or a thousand years um well, it, won't, it, it won't be in this lifetime awesome. definitely not no. But uh, I have a firm belief that we will be able to build wormholes to other dimensions. And I'm going to build one to go back in time. And I'm going to just fuck that whole universe up and then leave again. Uh, <laughs> um, maybe maybe I shouldn't have access to wormholes. <laughs> so, but I'm thinking maybe. <laughs> But there's there's <laughs> moments in that show that I think you've got the fantastic part of it and then you've got this humanity part of it. And when they meet in the middle, um, it makes for those little moments of, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, that w that makes it more. And so bringing it in full circle back to what we're talking about uh, in this chapter, which is um, very much the idea that we have to go on the journey. We have to take a look again. We have to go out and discover things, which is, I think, for me anyway, is is the point of the whole title of the chapter, which, you know, as we said, is I'm not sure it's somewhere down there. Let me take a look again, which to me is sort of that I'm going to go on this journey. I'm going to go and seek something out, mm. but I'm going to be back because I have a sneaking suspicion that uh, this is where it's at um, in my in the movie's version in my toilet and how the rug brought the whole room together. Um, so there's these things like that, right, where you've got um, that sort of journey aspect. But then you have um, the you know, we are always seeking something. We're always going to go somewhere um, and we should. But it's the how we get there, the what are we actually looking for before we go, um, and That's those sort goal. of little ideas of, I mean, the whole boating aspect is, um, I, I always think of this in Star Trek V, where there's a discussion about row, row, row your boat between Kirk and Spock and, and Bones. Oh. And, uh, you know... They're like, what's wrong, Spock? You're supposed to be having fun. They're they're on this, they're camping in the woods in Yosemite Park, and they're like, and people hate this movie. And I, the movies are whatever, but the bookends of the film are what I like, uh, mm -hmm. where they're in the forest camping, and it's like you know Spock is sitting there kind of just thinking, and he's got this, this this look on his face, and they're like, well, what, Spock? You're supposed to be having fun here, and he's like, well, I'm just thinking about the lyrics of row 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 your boat. You know, life is not a dream. You know, these kinds of sort of discussions from such right. a simple little little nursery rhyme right. um, have such large implications. And even though it's sitting right there in front of us to be like, hey, rowing your boat is far more, you know, complex than you really think it is. Um, and, you know, just these little tiny things. And that's why, like, Rick and Morty is the little tiny moments that were all of these threads of just insanity and craziness, which in my mind represent the universe. Um, and also the, you know, uh, humanity coming back and being like, 
guess what? This is the lesson. This is the lesson, my young Padawans. Um, because because we can have all this knowledge, we can have all this information at our fingertips, which we do now in the, in the internet age, um, and we can have all of these big thoughts and all of these big ideas and all this sort of stuff, but what are we actually going to do with it? Because you can sit around and be an armchair jackass for all your life and all eternity, um, but if you're not making little changes in your life all the time about how to learn a new skill or... Uh, open your brain to something new knowledge-wise or maybe I don't know maybe you find a cause um, you know you want to feed the homeless or you want to house the people that have had tsunamis in their life or forest fires you want to help build houses um, it's those little changes that make it all worthwhile mm. um, so yeah but you don't have to you could sit around and yell at people on the internet from the safety of your basement <laughs> like yeah. and then i would have to ask oh what what do you feel you're getting out of that <laughs> a submarine and a pogo stick i mean um, okay so that that's that's an interesting little little piece to work from because um i just i gotta i gotta knock this thing over uh at least a little bit and that that idea <laughs> that you mentioned earlier um coming from rick and morty about how the universe is this giant eating thingy and it'll chew you up and spit you out right and wow what a depressing fucking thought that is you know it's it's not uplifting at all and in fact i think it's completely wrong because i think that belief is tied into the belief that um everything is this huge competition and we have to beat the shit out of everything else and everybody else to get where we want to be to get what we want to be happy and particularly more recently um easily within the last decade maybe even 20 years i don't know um there is a growing understanding that that belief is actually utter garbage. And it comes from this idea that's really old that out, out in nature, um, it's all, uh, what's the phrase? Uh, red in tooth and claw, I think is the old phrase that we hear. And it's all about how um, nature is this hardcore competition and you're either one of the killers or you're one of the killed is what that boils down to. And the truth is actually the absolute opposite. And this is in nature where, um, yes, there is no denying that that kind of thing happens, you know, uh, in, in the mammal world, um, there are the hunters and the hunted and, uh, you can't, you know, there's no denying that aspect of nature. However, a large portion, and we're talking, you know, 50, 75%, I would imagine, is actually cooperation. And even this uh, might sound a bit weird, but even between the prey and the predator, because we know that the way uh, the, I'm going to call it the non-human world, uh, which is most of the world, actually functions in cooperation with each other because we know that if uh, certain prey species aren't kept in check by the predator species, then we can be looking at massive devastation of, of vegetation and, and uh, habitat because the prey species usually is the ones that chow down on, you know, various other uh, littler animals and, and plants, things like that. So um, that, that is part of it. But there's also uh, the biologists are discovering as they study more of how uh, nature functions is that it's a cooperative system in in large part 
And I think the sooner that we humans get this idea through our thick freaking skulls, we're going to start seeing some massive changes for the better. Um, I'm, what do they need to get through their thick skulls? What is, what is the key component there? Cooperation, working together. That's it. Sounds simple. And it is, but it's not always easy. But, um, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot <laughs> that we as humans can do to um, reduce our impact on the planet, uh, reduce our negative impact on each other as well. Um, because if, if we don't, basically we're driving ourselves as a species into the ground really is what's happening. And the change would be quite simple. This actually goes back to um, the trim tabs idea. And the idea that each of us can begin to make a difference in the larger world. Because when we start to make little changes in our lives, our friends and family see these and may even take on those changes, you know? And then of course, their friends and family members that are connected with them, they see this and it just, it ripples out, right? Um, so I think each of us, uh, because of our beliefs that we're small and powerless, um, we, we don't really take responsibility for some of the things that we could. And it's not, I'm not talking about responsibility for anything other than ourselves, our own actions, our own words, our own beliefs. These are things we have power over. And so we can make changes to those. And when we do, we then help others to see that this is something that's possible. And then we can see the, the bigger ship. I'm, I'm basically mirroring <laughs> the speech that Jeff gave that you showed me <laughs> before we started this recording. Uh, but the idea is that, yes, each of us making these changes, these little changes can help to steer the larger ship in the direction that we want to go. So that's my rant about that, you know, and it's all about belief at the root. It's about belief. If you believe that the universe is this horrible place that just wants to chew you up and spit you out, well, what are you going to do but sit on your butt and eat Cheetos all day and watch football, <laughs> you know? But if you believe that, we do have power, even just a little bit. It doesn't, I mean, we're not talking about being a, you know, a Gandhi or um, a Martin Luther King Jr. Um, or if you want to go into the business world, somebody like a, a Steve Jobs or, you know, um, what's his name? Um, Microsoft guy, um, Gates. Um, yes, they had a massive impact, but really each of us as individuals, no matter what we do in our daily lives, no matter who we know, we have some power, we have some control over our lives, very definitely control over our lives, our beliefs and our actions and our words. We definitely have control over those. And so we can use that to help influence for the better, for the direction we want to see the world go. So that's my rant right there. End of, end of rant.
So I shouldn't bring up the quantum theory that there is no free will and we don't actually make choices and that we are actually predestined because of physics. Um, well, that's, uh, which is, it, it's a big argument happening right now in, in the sort of quantum realm, <laughs> but there's, there's been these things where there's an argument about the idea about free will and, and whatnot, and that some of the newer evidence for how, uh, quantum uh what's it called quantum entanglement works something like that anyway i'm not a scientist by that level of any means but anyway uh yeah that apparently uh we are all what everything we do everything we choose everything we do is already done like we've we've done it before and it, we're, it can't change uh in some ways or in most i don't know who cares? Let's just get drunk and, you know, everyone's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, I can't even uh, give a, a proper argument um, because... Well, neither I can I because I, I don't fully stuff, understand it. You know, but... And yeah, I, I am definitely... Uh, Nobody exists said. on purpose. Nobody belongs anywhere. We're all going to die. Come watch TV. Yes. Um. Yes. Yeah, I I know I don't buy it. Um, I I probably will never buy that argument. Um, and so I we're think all, even, that we're all gonna die. No, the the whole we have absolutely zero. Oh, uh, the free will free thing. Will. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and I think even the scientists working on this would say, "Oh, you know, this is pretty fresh stuff, and there's limited." Uh, work been done on it, so we need to spend more time with it before we can actually. Oh, totally. That, that's very much what's going on. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's uh, maybe some aspects of our lives that, uh, and I'm kind of getting a little far out here for some people, I'm sure. Um, but I do think there's aspects of our lives that uh, are sort of meant to be, you know, uh, experiences <laughs> that we're meant to have. But um, in general, we do have control uh, and really, actually, this is the big one. Um, and it's a, mm, I think it's a more popular idea at the moment. It's floating around more. Again, it's not a new idea by any means, which is um, we may not have control over uh, the universe and, you know, the larger experience we're having uh, on the planet. We certainly can't control other people um i think that's you know a given but what we can control again is our beliefs our actions our words so with that in mind how we go through an experience is what matters i will just leave that for people to chew over I was <laughs> sorry I was uh, actually you know kind of just listening because you know that's how I roll from time to time <laughs> um, sorry I was trying to find the recording timer it was actually what I was doing and I was staring right at it going, I can't find it. Where is it? And like, <laughs> I'm looking right at it. So I started to laugh. Um, I appreciate anyway, we're at about time. 
Yeah, well, no, I was actually just thinking, you know, because uh, the last time I looked at the clock, it was like uh, 34 minutes or something. And I'm like, oh, it's actually now an hour and four minutes. So uh-huh. it's some really good stuff we talked about, man. So the next uh, next chapter we will be talking about next week is called Dude, You're Being Very Undude. So uh, and apparently we're going to talk about Kurt Vonnegut, according to what I'm just reading on the summary here. So there you go. Excellent. So, Dave, thank you again, man. Thank you. Always good. Always good. Gives me a chance to rant. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, we all have to rant at some point. (laughs) Besides, you know, Dave, the universe is just uh, never mind. (laughs) 